Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Death is a natural part of the life cycle. But because we fear death in our culture and often avoid discussing it, it's often swept under the rug. But just because we're afraid to face something doesn't mean it goes away. Today, we're going to discuss what happens to people when they die and what happens with dead people who don't cross over into pure source so you can have a better sense of how this all works and move from fear of the unknown to understanding. After the discussion, We're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? You know, the first question I've got, Karen, this is quite a topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why do you think it's so important to demystify the dead? Yeah, so the reason I feel like this is so important is because Death in general is something that's avoided in our culture. And we don't talk about it. It's not considered polite. We avoid it all the time. And we ask, we actually have a lot of fear around this topic because it's not talked about. It's not discussed. And so, and there's a lot of unknown around it. So therefore, I think it's important to go into it because just because it's like a little kid, you know, like just because you close your eyes, it doesn't make it go away. It's yeah. still there. <laughs> so um, let's open the eyes so we can just see what's there. And it's actually not that scary when you actually know what's there. So a lot of, like I said, in our culture, we're not very educated on this process. So the ancient Tibetans and the ancient Egyptians would educate their spiritual mm, people, let's just call them people, uh, about the death process. And in fact, a lot of their training was around mastering the death process, right? the pr- preparation for that process, because it was important in terms of their acceleration on spirit level, because they wanted to remain conscious during that process. So whenever they reincarnated or wherever they believed they went, they would benefit from having transitioned, that they were conscious during that death process and could make great choices. Okay. In our cultures, we don't do that. In our religions, we don't do that. It's very murky what exactly happens when we die. So if you're not sure really about what the death process is, we talked about this, you and I, in an episode that was very personal uh, called Are You Afraid of Death? And in that episode, I discussed how um, my father, when he passed away about two years ago now, he, when he went through that death process, took me with him. So meaning I didn't have to have a physical near-death experience to experience the death process. He took me with him in that process. So that was really awesome. And then a few months later, his sister, who also passed away, took me through it again. So just to make sure I got it. (laughs) So I have a... Let me just stop. So when you say your father took you with him mm-hmm. through the process. Mm-hmm. Kind of elaborate on that just a little more. Sure. So it's not like physically he's holding your hand and saying, Karen, come, well, come Well, no, me. he's not phys- physically doing it because yeah. he was dying. Yeah. But, um, or not conscious. He was doing it on the spirit level. Spirit level. Yeah. So he was So the do- two of you were walking through this process. Sure. We weren't walking, but yes, no. yes. We were going through it together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. To take your analogy. Yeah. Yes. We were moving through mm. it together. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make that clear because it's not, it wasn't physical as you mentioned. So yes. Um, so because of that, I have familiarity about what the process is, which is really helpful. Um, and if you don't know what it is, again, watch it because it's really, it clarifies things a lot. At least it did for me. And um, so Also, because of having gone through that process and because of my abilities, I'm able to perceive dead people, okay? So there's an assumption, a very basic assumption in our culture that when we die, we cross over into pure source. That's not true. A lot of people die and don't go anywhere. And the reason they don't cross over into pure source is because they don't know what the process is, the death process is. Mm -hmm. So in that first step where you exit the body, you actually kind of go into this space that the Tibetans refer to as a bardo. And it's very gray and windy and foggy. And it's a little bit disconcerting if you're not prepared for it because it seems like you could get very lost in there. And you can if you don't know where you're going, actually. But a lot of people freak out when they sort of enter this space and then they kind of backtrack because they don't really want to get lost and they're scared and they don't 
it's just scary to them. Make sense? A lot of people don't even make it there. A lot of people are just afraid when they die. I'm not even talking people who've been murdered or had a tragic accident or something. I'm just talking about people when they die, they have a lot of fear. They don't even make it to the bardo. They just freak out when they die because they really don't want to because they're so afraid, either because they're afraid of meeting their maker, they're just afraid of dying, generally speaking. They're just really afraid when they die. And I think part of that fear is, um, you know, there's a lot of religions. It's kind yeah. of door number one is heaven. Yeah. Door number two is hell. Yeah. And so like, oh my. Like, where am I going to end up? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, would that create tre tremendous fear? Oh, of course. And yeah. so there's a lot of anxiety. Yes. Very and much so. so exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, as a result, a lot of people don't move into the death process, which is a crossing over into or back into pure source. They stop themselves because they're afraid. Does that make sense? They stop yeah. themselves. Yeah. Okay. As a result there are a large number of dead people still on this plane. Okay, some of them, okay, so before everyone freaks out, these are people who used to be in bodies and now aren't. So they function kind of like humans. You know, they still have the same sort of uh, kind of memory that we do. You know what I mean? They act more like humans than say somebody from a different star realm or something like this, right? They're, they're from the earth. They have a memory of being human. They kind of function and have kind of the same emotional patterns that we do. So you're, you're saying that you can sense this? Yeah, because they're just frequencies. Everything is a frequency. Yeah. Everything. So, so dead people have a certain frequency. So even though they've left their body, mm -hmm. they still hold a frequency pattern. Yes, because everything is frequencies. So yep. everything. It doesn't yep. matter what you are. Yep. So whether you're dead, an entity, a star being, a human, an animal, something solid, all frequencies, yeah. you all have different frequency signatures, so I can perceive what the different frequency signatures are. So I think that's the heart of what we're talking about. Yeah. Because um, at that point, I'm not quite sure if I haven't, let's say that I've passed, but I haven't moved to pure, pure source. source. Yep. Do I know that I'm dead? Not and, always. Yeah. So I'm really kind of a lost soul. Right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I'm, so yeah, they're different. So we're going to talk about this. Okay. okay, so the dead are, like, to talk about the dead is like saying, like, humans. It's just like, there's all these different sub like, subgroups, okay? But the, that's why we're talking about them, because, like I said, they're around us. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, so people, <clears throat> okay, let me just, so people think that, so we talk about ghosts, yeah. okay? Yeah. Not all dead people appear as ghosts. I just want to make that clear. Some, some of them do, some of them don't. A ghost is a projection of a dead person's frequencies that come into form enough that you can physically see them with your eyes or detect them in the physical realm in some way. Does that make sense? Yes. There's a project. So therefore we, as humans, with our eyeballs, can see them within our light spectrum because they project an image of themselves that is visible. Make sense? Not all dead people do that. Right? A lot of dead people actually are not visible to us, but they're definitely there. Okay? Yeah. As you said, there are some dead people, and we're going to start to sub... sub okay. So part of this is just, this is all just education, so you yeah. understand what the difference exactly. is. So here's the bottom line, people, okay, just for generally speaking. Part of the bottom line to all this entire segment is the more you release your distortion patterns, one of the reasons you're doing this is because if you awaken before you die, even if it's a split second, it's enough for you to pass into pure source, no problem, you're just gonna go. Don't have to worry about it. Just gonna move in, Not, you know what I mean? You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it, you don't have to be afraid. The death process is probably gonna be very efficient for you, just like it was for my father, and you're just gonna move very seamlessly. As you do that, you likely can remove a whole bunch of distortion patterns for other people who are still left behind, who are family, or friends, or whomever. You can do a lot of work because you're aware mm. when you're moving of what's happening. Yeah. It gives you a lot of empowerment. Yeah. It also gives you a lot more choice in terms of what you do yeah. after you die. Do you want to stay in the field of pure yeah. source energy? Do you want to help at higher levels? Do you want to help humanity? Do you want to help the people you love? Do you want to reincarnate? If you do want to reincarnate, what life would you like to choose? How much would you like to remember? All that stuff becomes options when you awaken. If you don't awaken, all those options come off the table. Mm. Off the table. Mm. 
Okay? So this is about the infiniteness of a soul's journey, right? So that's why awakening is so important. And yes, it's important because we want to have this amazing experience in our lifetimes, you know, in terms of having a better job, a better relationship, more abundance, whatever it is that you're seeking, that's all wonderful. And as a natural consequence of doing this work, if you keep going and the awakening process happens, all these options, which are really more about the infinite game, open to you. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So I just wanted to like bring that back in. That, that helps tremendously. Okay. Yep. So the reason we're talking about demystifying the dead is to just take fear out of it. Okay? So people are aware. All right. Um, okay. I'm just going to mention this now. When people don't move into pure source, like I say, they hang around the physical plane. Okay? All right. There's different kinds of dead. There are some dead who are what I call like Okay, there, uh, there's different segments of the dead. Like I said, there's different segments of the dead. There's like the older dead who have been dead for millennia. And they're, they're very much aware that they're dead and they are waiting to cross over to pure source. So like any ticket out of here to over there, I want it. Okay, they are, does that make sense? Because they've been dead for a very, 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 very long time. And they're waiting to cross over into that field of pure source. Mm -hmm. Now, it may be that when they died, they were at a field of consciousness where they weren't aware of how, consciousness wasn't high enough, yeah. so they could transition over to pure source, right? So they've been waiting for consciousness to rise or someone to help them or something, okay? Then you have what I call the newer dead. These are my terms, all right? So yeah. Yeah. please know that this is like my terminology based yeah. on my perspective and my experience with them, all right? They may call themselves something else. Okay, the newer dead, are the ones who um, don't really know that they're dead. They kind of are a little confused often, and they are still very attached to the human realm, right? So they hang around those they love a lot. They hang around in the spaces that they're used to because they're, does that make sense? They can't quite tell where they are. They know that they're not, most of them are aware that they're not alive. Some of them are not. That's when you get like the ghost factor more. Okay, is when they, they're not aware that they're dead often is when they show up as ghosts. Um, and so they just kind of hang out because they, they're more still attached to the human plane. They kind of still want to be here and interact in some way. That's what I call the newer dead. They don't even know that they want to move over into pure source. So kind of, kind of like I said, adult a little bit, like a little confused. Okay. There's also what I would call the, okay, so this, I realize this is further segmentation and I'm, and these again are my terms. So bear with me. So one is that we have the dead who are more awake. So these are the ones who usually are older, right? So these are the ones who have been usually dead for a period of time. And they are moving towards pure source. So even though they're dead, they know that they're moving, they would need to move to pure source. They can't quite get there themselves, but they're spiritually, it's hard for me to explain this, they're spiritually advancing. They're dead. They're not able to cross on their own over into pure source, but they're doing the work at the level that they're at in order to facilitate that movement into pure source. So they have more awareness and they are moving towards being into pure source. When I help facilitate, okay, so I'm gonna back up. Sorry, I'm gonna, let me finish the explanation. I just realized I have to com complete the thought. Okay. We have people, we have also the dead who are more asleep. Okay, so the dead who what I consider to be asleep have no clue. They, even if they've been dead for a very long time, they're making no effort really to move towards pure source. They're just kind of wandering a little bit lost in this plane. Does that make sense? They don't, they're not even aware really of this other option to move into pure source. They kind of just get used to the space that they're in between the worlds. Okay, so I just wanted to make those distinctions. Yeah. All right, so with the dead, I have the ability to help them cross over into pure source, okay? Irrespective of how they died, except for suicide, which we'll talk about a little bit later because they're a different category, okay? So when I help cross over, and this is, and this is start to distinguish the new, the old, mm -hmm. the awakened, the not, okay? Because I have this ability, what happens is I've noticed that when I move those who are part of the awakened dead, into pure source because they have done on their own realm and I can't explain it exactly but the in their realm because they're moving they have awareness and they are working to create more of an increase in their own resonance even though they're disembodied 
they move very quickly into pure source. And when they do that, because they're already on the cusp of awakening themselves, all it takes is like a little nudge, right? They just needed a little bit of something so they can move really quickly. They just need like a little leg up. That's it, a little extra push to get them into where they need to go. Now what happens when, you, when I help them is incredible because especially if they're moving as a group, because sometimes it's a group of them who are together, who are waiting to be moved into pure source. Mm. And sometimes it's a group of people who are actually, when they were alive, doing practices that were helping oh. to increase their frequency vibration. They just didn't cross over properly. They didn't quite get to that awakened point. Mm. So when I help them, because they've been working on the plane that they're at, it's like all this light happens. It's, in, it's incredible to witness. It's just when they move, it's with such speed and with such intensity and such clarity, it's beautiful. And it really is almost like a blessing to the, those, those who are not moving in the same way they are, to the other dead and also to the living. Because it's like their gift, you know, because they've been, they've been helped to move into this space that they've been practicing towards. And now they've finally mm. been helped. And then they bless... The shower. Yeah, they bless what is, what is on the physical plane mm. with their essence and their vibration mm. as they move. And it's truly spectacular, truly. It's a gift wow. to not just humanity, but into the oneness. It's really an unbelievable privilege to witness. So they basically spread that and grace. They actually transmit the grace of God, basically. It's phenomenal. So it doesn't matter what culture, right? Like they are, I've noticed that whatever pockets of people who have done this, it's, it doesn't matter. And they, um, I've actually witnessed some of them will choose, this is like the bodhisattva idea of Buddhism, they will choose to remain where they are in the plane that they are in to help to awaken others mm. within that realm to move to the space they were from so that they can move up into pure source. Wow. It's really, uh, I, when I saw that, I think my mind blew open a little bit. I was just like, whoa, that actually happens. They are actually choosing to stay to help. It was, it's amazing. Okay, so they're not going to stay there forever. They're not in prison. They can yeah. move now, yeah. but they're, they're doing it out of service. Mm. Okay. All right. So now, the sleep dead. Okay, so I'm now talking about the sleep dead. All right. When I move them, or I move them into pure source, sometimes they resist, okay, because they're scared. They're like, Neep. What's happening? They don't even really know. They don't really understand even what's going on. Okay. They're just kind of confused. They're used to where they are. It, and then all of a sudden they're being asked to move somewhere. It's just like kind of like you've been given a ticket to this amazing free trip, but you're not really sure that you really want to go there. You're like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I really want to take the trip. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen when I get on the plane. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except much bigger. So with them, usually what I have to do is I have to, so get them like a little bit used to it, right? So meaning that what I do is I surround them with the frequencies of pure source and really amplify it so they start to realize, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. I want to go somewhere else that is better. Oh, wait, there's that field, that field of that energy. Like, you know what I mean? Like they start to wake up. They're like, oh, that's right. It's like they've been asleep. They didn't even know that, mm -hmm. they, that they could move into this other field. Hmm. And when that happens, it always makes you cry because it's so beautiful to watch their, like, it's like, it's like memory dawning, you know, it's like a remembering that dawns on them. And when they, when that happens, that realization and that like, yes, they can move to this space. It's really spectacular. Okay. It's like they've been asleep for a very, 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 very long time. And now they're waking up into this spectacular reality that they've for, totally forgotten was even possible for them. So that's hmm. them. Okay, the new and the old dead. Okay, I'm going through all these different things to make it hopefully make sense to people. Okay, with the old dead, alrighty. The old dead, man, some of these, well, they're like dust. Um, yeah, these guys, they're not quite like the awakened dead, right? Because they're not doing practices or whatever they're doing on their plane in order to move them up. It's a little bit more passive, does that make sense? But they've been dead for a really long time and they know they want to get out. They know that unlike the asleep dead, they're aware that there is this field that they want to move to. They're aware. They don't quite exactly know how to get there. And they, it's like a very faint, 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 faint memory. Okay. But it's still a memory and they still want to move towards it. It's different from the asleep, asleep ones. 
when I move them, they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're very fast because they want to move there, right? It's like to awaken the memory of where they're going. They're like, oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. I knew I remembered something. You know what I mean? I, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm in this. It's like, imagine if you go into a room and you're like, oh shoot, I'm in here. I don't know why I'm, why I'm supposed to be here. What the heck am I in here for again? Dang it. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to get the brush off the dresser, right? I totally forgot. It's kind of like that, right? They're like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to move into this field, right? It's like, you kind of have a memory and you kind of don't, you know what I mean? So that's for them, it's easy to move them. And they really are almost like dusty. The new dead, you have, I have to do something similar, especially if they're afraid to the asleep dead, where I don't force any, first of all, I just wanna make this very clear. I don't force anyone to go anywhere, yeah. okay? If they don't wanna move into pure source, I'm, I'm, it's not my job to convince you to move anywhere, okay? So just to make that super duper clear, I'm not forcing anyone to do something they don't wanna do. Usually though, when you see this a massive infinite field of brilliance that is basically at this consciousness level that is so insanely high that it's filled with more than the word love can possibly express, chances are you wanna move into it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. chances are you're gonna to wanna to move there. It's gonna be better than where you are. So once they are become aware of that, and we have, I usually have to do a little work on them to help them release their fear, which is easier to do because they're not in a body, then we can move them into pure source. Okay, so those are the four pockets of different kinds of dead. Okay, okay, you have a question. <laughs> You're trying so to get an word edgewise. First of all, I want to give okay. you a chance to breathe. <laughs> so this is, this is really fascinating. And uh -huh. I, can, I can just feel uh -huh. the listeners. Okay. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of mind boggling. Yep. But also, you know, you talk about demystifying. That's yeah. exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So... From a very personal standpoint, one of the questions I've got for you, naturally, mm -hmm. there's millions of folks out there. You mean dead people? Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you kind of decide who to work with when? Yeah. When I mean, you could yeah. be doing this 24-7 oh, for the rest of your life. Yeah. So first of all, when you work with dead, when, okay, so first of all, Dead people, when they're moving, to, especially in groups, are very easy to move because once one goes, the others will follow. So meaning like it's easier to, it's easier to work with people who are disembodied than embodied, oftentimes, Ooh. okay? Because they don't have quite the same attachments that Less we resistance. do. Less resistance. Less resistance, yeah. And besides, if you show them on the spirit level, which they're part of to some degree, like, hey, field of brilliance, you want to go in there? They're like, yeah, right? Let's go, let's go real fast, right? It's easier to show them that, right? Whereas in the body, we have all this fear, we have distortion patterns, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, I don't choose, okay? So essentially, okay, so this brings up a wonderful question, a wonderful point, so thank you for asking that. So oftentimes what I see in people, not oftentimes, more frequently than you would imagine, let's put it that way, people have dead people who are in their physical bodies or within their fields. Okay, so before you all freak out, all right, this is not a possession. I'm not talking about possession by an entity or whatever. I'm talking about a dead person in your field. This is not oftentimes not malicious, okay? It's somebody who is oftentimes a relative who passed away, freaked out, remember the whole freak out process? Who freaked out, didn't want to move into pure source, didn't want to like be hanging around like loosey-goosey on the plane, just floating around. And what they did was they recognized a frequency pattern that was familiar to them, meaning somebody within their family, because they're used to that, and they just enter the package of frequencies that makes up you. They just enter it because they are frequencies too. So they just come right into your field. It's all frequencies. Remember, it's not like solid, not solid. It's really literally frequencies. So they just enmesh their frequencies into the package that are of frequencies that constitute you. Now, the person that has received this package... Yeah, doesn't know, really want it. Well, it may not even recognize what, right? just, what just happened. Correct. Yes. Know? So yes. grandma has all of a sudden kind of become part of yes. my frequency. Yeah. And uh, That's not first good. of all, I didn't know it happened. Yep. Second of all, I, I don't quite understand the impact it's having on me. Yep. And third, now what do I do? Exactly. Okay. So most people... Um, aren't aware that it's happening. Because we don't, like again, we don't talk about dead people and what happens with them, so yeah. it's not even a possibility. Yeah. A lot of times, um, what happens when you have 
people who come into your field. And it's not necessary, so I just want to make this also very clear. It's not like um, it's necessarily like parent-child. It could be like grandparent into grandchild. They usually will pick somebody who's the brightest because, of course, that's it's, it's more hospitable. It's like the a higher... The most attractive. Yeah, the most attractive, the highest frequency. So, of course, they want to go in there. It's like, yeah. would you rather hang out for eternity with a happy person or a, a like kind of grumpy person? Yeah. A happy person seems better, no? Yeah. So, all right, that's how they choose, okay? So, they kind of just go into the person who is the highest vibrating usually, all right? What will happen is... Sometimes this will happen generation over generation. So meaning if a great-great-grandmother, okay, has moved into, let's just say, somebody moves into a granddaughter, okay? What happens is that daughter now has, that person now has grandma in her, okay? Mom dies. Mom also then moves into the daughter, okay? Because grandma's there, it's comfortable. It's like, mm. I know grandma, I know the daughter. Mm. It's kind of like a party going on in here. The daughter dies, okay? So what happens is she's, okay, so I'm, I'm kind of making it confusing, but let's imagine she's had kids, okay? All three of them would move into the child. All three generations can move, right? So you can have a stacking of multiple generations in your body. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I couldn't quite figure out how to explain that yeah. super well. Now, you just said in your body. Yeah. Are you talking about physically? Mm-hmm. In your body? Or yeah. Or are you talking about the frequency around you? It depends. Okay. It depends. So remember, your, your body is a set of frequencies. Yes. Okay? A package of frequencies. Yeah. Some people have dead people within their physical, the package of frequencies that constitute their physical bodies. Okay. Some people have them within the field, right, within their spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yeah. So they're in that field. Yeah. They shouldn't be there. It doesn't matter which package you're in. It's not great. The more entrenched they are inside of you, meaning if the more they are inside your physical body, the um, more you will be impacted by them. So what I mean by that is you will start to, because now remember, it's all frequencies. Their frequencies of like the daughter, mom, grandma, okay, have all now moved into the, the child. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not doing this very well, but let's just say child, okay? So hopefully people can track with that. So child. Child now has not only her own distortion patterns running, okay, because she has her own. She has lineage patterns in her running. Now she has three extra people's stuff in her running, right? Their own distortion patterns. So what that looks like is their fears, their worries, their anxieties, their limiting beliefs, their conclusions, their assumptions start to percolate out through her, right? So all of a sudden, people can be leading very normal lives, and then randomly, they'll start to feel really anxious for no reason, like over stuff they're not anxious about whatsoever. Or they don't usually run a worry pattern. All of a sudden, they're like really consumed with worry about different things that would not normally trigger them. And you notice it at first because you're like, where the heck did that come from? Or maybe I'm just like kind of sad because someone's so passed or what. Maybe I'm just in the grieving process or whatever. They don't really notice it. And then they kind of become used to it. That's the thing. Now, the thing is, the longer these beings are in your body, the more the frequency patterns start to enmesh in you, right? Because they become part of the frequency bundle that is you. So now you're running a whole extra ton of layers of distortions in addition to your own, okay? So as you remember from um, a couple of episodes where we talk about how there are all these hundreds, sometimes thousands of these layers of distortions between you, your physical body, your spirit body, and between your spirit body and pure source. Now just add four more beings worth of it. Yeah, it's not good. And then what happens is that the longer they're in the physical body, especially if they're in the physical body, the package of frequencies that is your physical body, you start to symptomize their physical stuff even more, mm. right? So, and you start to, because they're dead, they do have a frequency of decay because they're dead and you are not. <laughs> you are alive. So that decay frequency isn't great for the physical body because it creates a faster decay and a faster aging process. You don't want them in you. So what I can do is I can help you remove these dead people from you so, and cross them over properly into pure source so they're not running in your field. All right. So now you can start to just deal with your own distortion patterns as opposed to all your distortion patterns and all theirs. Oh. Yeah. And that's huge. That is huge. So yeah. 
Um, I, Where to go? <laughs> well, I, I can feel what's uh, the people listening. It's like, whoa, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just kind of big picture. Sure. Is this fairly unusual to have this situation where somebody has no. come? Okay. So I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe half the people walk in the street have got somebody packaged in them, or oh, is I it? I don't know that it's fifty. It, no, it's but, more like if I had to choose a number between thirty to forty. Okay, like so, in that range. So it's fairly common. Yeah. So there's a number of listeners here. Yeah. That are starting to kind of you Wonder. know the bells are going off. Mm -hmm. It's like oh you know, mm -hmm. and so naturally their desire is for these people mm -hmm. to pass on and mm -hmm. to move toward peer source. Mm -hmm. So the best solution is to work with someone like you mm -hmm. and to allow someone to help to release them Yes, and to let them pass. Yeah, because okay. they don't really want to be in your body. They would rather just go into the field of pure okay. source. I mean, okay. as marvelous as you are, yeah. really the infinite field of pure source energy is pretty compelling. So um, can I do this without coming to somebody like you? Can I just... You know, is there any kind of practice or is there, because I, I know people are just asking themselves, you know, what uh, what do I do? Do I? Um, I suppose there are other ways yeah. to do it. But you just. I haven't, I, I haven't found it yet. There are people who can do, who can. Um, I've seen shamans psychopomp, meaning move people from the dead into like as they transition, transition them properly. So there are definitely shamanic practices where people will move that. And um, there is a part of the shamanic realm which can help move the dead into pure source. You have to be very careful about the shamanic okay. practitioner though, um, because sometimes darkness can come in. So you have to just be a little bit aware yeah. is all I'm saying. So there's just a tremendous appreciation for you to have that gift to be able to help people with this. Mm -hmm. So there was a kind of a distinction you made earlier about, you know, someone has kind of come into mm -hmm. my frequency mm -hmm. versus possessed. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So possessed is a term that, you know, a yeah. lot of people have heard. Yeah. So let me distinguish. So thank oh. you. So you're asking me to distinguish. Okay. I'm going to make two distinctions that probably you aren't thinking about, but I'm going to make them anyway. Okay. So from my perspective alone, um, or at least the way I'm talking about it, possession is when you're possessed by an, um, a, a, dark, uh, a, dark, a dark external control source that needs you uh, to feed on in terms of your energy. So like an entity needs to feed on your bioenergy in order to sustain itself. Okay, and we talked about this in a past episode, I believe. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but... So it's an altogether different, different scenario. Different scenario. Yeah. So there, um, and or you could also be possessed by an alien frequency. So sometimes um, there. So just to make this very clear, not all aliens are like malicious. Mm -hmm. Okay, there are some that are, and they are very controlling, and uh, very controlling. Okay, and want to oppress. There are a number of aliens. Yeah who have no interest in that. Okay, so just to make that really nope. super clear. Nope. Okay. But there are definitely a, a number of them who are definitely controlling and not super into helping you. Okay. So that's what I mean by possession because it's unwanted and in, and to your detriment. It's because kind of violates your... Yeah, it violates who you are. Yeah. And so um, they'll either... Sometimes the aliens will actually try to take some of your soul essence, which is an extreme violation of who you are. So in any case, um, that's what can that's what I, what I mean by possession. Now there's a question that has been asked, which is a really great one. What if someone dead has an entity in them? What happens to the entity when the person dies? Great question, I thought. What happens is, so the entity is not stupid. It's about to lose a food source. It wants a ride. Yeah, it kind of wants a ride. And they're like, this rod is about to like end here. So it doesn't go... It doesn't die with you. It just start, it wants to find something else to host. Another source. It needs another source to feed on. Yeah. So it's just going to hopscotch into somebody else. Okay. So just yeah. to make that super clear, yeah. it's not yeah. going to hang around. It's too smart. It's just like if you're hungry, you're not just going to hang out where the buffet is closing up. You're going to move to a different restaurant, right? Same thing. So that's another question that people ask. So um, they're not going to stay around um, 
after the person dies. So that's a question I've gotten. The other question I got once was, do dead people wear clothes? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I thought that was a really funny question. I was like, oh, that's a good question though. Okay, so <clears throat> you know what's, the reason it was so funny is because it depends. So some dead, when I perceive them, they show themselves in certain ways, right? So sometimes they present themselves as a humanoid, right? So as they used to be. And if they're from a time or a place where there's a lot of modesty, and there's shame around the body, they will appear as clothed. Others though, like the awakened dead, don't show up as human. They show up as like um, spheres of energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they're more, more awake. Yeah. They're already starting to, to move. So yeah. they'll show up as either spheres or they'll show up as like very bright spirit bodies. Kind of a glow. Yeah, kind of glowing. And they'll show up as like, um, like a certain age. So they'll show up as their spirit age, right? So your spirit yeah. age is the age that you are, um, like without the physical body. So if you're going to project an image of who you are into the physical world, it would, it's usually between, um, typically, and I'm not saying it's always the case, typically people's spirit ages are between 30 and about 38 in terms of physicalness, right? That's what they kind of show up as, sometimes as young as 28, but it's usually in that range. And so that's how they show up as. So they show up as like very bright and in that, in that, um, in that, age range right and their whole complete like they don't there's nothing they don't look messed up you know what I mean they don't look like the disease that they had or whatever caused them to die it's not like they have a hatchet in their head or something like that you know what I mean they, they show us complete and very bright very rarely and I've mentioned the spheres of energy sometimes that happens but usually that's like somebody who's right on that cusp of awakening usually they show up in the awakened dead they show up as the the spirit body that's very bright yeah. So one question that I know a lot of folks wonder about mm -hmm. those that have gone before them, mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of suffering mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. whether, you know, cancer or just, you know, mm -hmm. it was uh, uh, because of military service or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of suffering at the end. Mm -hmm. Can you give them some kind of sense of, suffering when they move to that next level without the human body. There is does, none. So the suffering does not go with them. No. Because they're a frequency. And, yeah, okay, no. Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, I, I, okay. I kind of do. So <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify, okay. actually. When they move into the field of pure source energy, there's no suffering. There's only like ecstatic joy, essentially. Because they're so, they're entering the field of the grace of God. Well, like, it's I, spectacular. That, that, that group, certainly. But yeah. but those that leave the body but mm -hmm. don't pass over or pass into that. Oh, oh, you mean they're just kind of floating around exactly. in, this, in the physical realm. Exactly. Right. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. I wasn't sure. So it depends on who they are. They have a memory of it, but it's an but they don't feel pain. So it's not like they have the pain recurring all the time, yeah. but they have, what they can have is the density of the emotion around it. The sense of that. Oh. Yeah, or the sadness of it, or the despair of it, or that type of thing. Especially if they're not awake dead, if they're asleep dead, yeah. they can kind of attach to that. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they're new dead, that can also happen. Yeah. Um, but when they be sort of become older dead, they kind of release it because they, it's almost like it's like the memory of something like after a couple hundred years yeah. you kind of forget you know what i mean it's like it's not as present to you because it's just been time you know so it's not as present does that answer your yeah it question? does it does thank you yeah and that's quite comforting to people yeah you know? um so we've gone quite a while yeah. here and i think we could go on for a couple more hours Probably. but <laughs> um, is, is there anything before we wrap up? Because you were talking about demystifying this whole yeah. dying and the process. and Yeah. So <clears throat> here's what I'm going to tell some people. So people who are really sensitive will hear or sense thoughts like, do this, don't do that. You want this. Nope, you want that. There'll be like things in their head. Okay. And a lot of people will just say, oh, they're psychotic. Oftentimes, I'm not saying this is always the case. Often, they're picking up on fragments of thought forms that are coming from dead. Your intuition doesn't talk to you. Your intuition is a feeling, and it's clear. If you're hearing thoughts, do this, do that, like a clear verbal, like talking. Does that make sense? Like an actual verbal command. Yes. Chances are, 
that is not your intuition. I'm just, okay? Chances are you are picking up on fragments of thoughts from dead people. Now, let me just back up out of this. Yeah. It could also be entities and whatnot. But let's just imagine they're dead people because most of the time it is. I just want to make this really clear. They're not necessarily trying to be malicious. What's happening is they haven't talked to anyone for a really long time. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute, this one hears me. And then you do what it is they're telling you to do. They're like, oh, they really hear me. Okay? So now they want to talk to you some more. And not only that, but it's like this convention opens up where they're like, this one hears us, you know what I mean? So they all kind of want to come over and like have a little conversation with you. All right, here's what you do, all right? Just for those people that it happens to you. I'm not saying this is always the case. Please know, all right? And I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. So obviously go seek help if you need that. But I'm just saying that sometimes, or not often actually, it, they're picking up on fragments of dead people's thinkings, okay, thought forms. If that is happening, you have to understand that it's, it's not, your, your higher self doesn't talk like that. Your intuition doesn't talk, it's a feeling. It really truly is, it's a distinction here, okay? So when you hear those, it's to be like, not now. And to not really pay attention to them, right? It's just like, ignore it. It's like a little kid trying to tell you, come play, come play, come play. You're like, not now, not now, not now. No, 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 right? At some point, they're like, oh, they don't wanna play with me anymore. You know, they really don't and the voices will start to taper. Also, do frequency work. That will help because that will help create more boundary between you and them. We can pull them away from you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? But I just wanna make that distinction because I'm hearing that from people. So I, that's just my little wrap up. <laughs> we went through a lot, I know. Boy, we did. I know. And, uh, you know, probably the bottom line again is the fact that the work that we're doing mm -hmm with frequency, mm -hmm. relieving, uh, releasing distortions mm -hmm. is extremely beneficial, mm -hmm. not only to us in this lifetime, mm -hmm. but at the time of passing. Yes, because it opens up options. Yeah, and so you did a super job of saying what the difference was. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, these beautiful, amazing, wonderful options off the table. Yeah. Karen, just that was amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group and each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration on Demystifying the Dead. So before I start this GFC, as a note, for those of you who either have dead people within you, who have trouble with seeing them at either night or around you, or have interference from them, like you bump into things, forget things, lose things, um, uh, are feeling kind of numb, uh, that type of thing, okay? It will require more work than what is going to be presented in this GFC, okay? So uh, I'll be offering a GFC or deep dive on this as a live event, so keep your eyes peeled for that. For those of you who sense them around you but aren't um, interfered with their presence, uh, for those of you who are afraid of them but don't perceive them at all, you just have a generalized fear around dead people and around the death process, this GFC will help that. Okay. So, um, they are all around us. And so it's helpful to not be afraid of them or to worry about them and to not have fear around the death process because it is sort of inevitable. 
So helping to release those generalized feelings. Okay? That is what this GFC will help with. So becoming aware, please, first of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the surface that your body is resting against or on, okay, as you are sitting, standing, or lying down. So just becoming aware of that surface and the texture of it. And then please become aware of your body's weight against that surface. Good. And now please become aware of your breath without changing it at first, just noticing your breath. Yeah. And now taking the opportunity to deepen your breath, to allow it to open up, become more at ease, more deep, slower, as it fills not only your chest, but also perhaps your belly. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, becoming aware of the sounds other than the sound of my voice, both on your end and on my end, noticing all those sounds. And if you're wearing AirPods or headphones, extending your sense of sound beyond what's immediately in your ears, the little sounds like the humming of a fridge or the whirring of a fan or the clunking of a heater somewhere or of air conditioning, depending where you are in the world. Good. And now becoming aware, please, of the quality of the light. So you may have to blink your eyes open and look at it, and that's wonderful. And you, some of you may be able to feel it without looking at it. Either way is great, neither is better than the other. They're just different ends of the same spectrum. So noticing the quality of the light. Good. And now please triangulate. So what that means is to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. It does not matter what they are. And as you become aware of object A, become aware of or notice the distance between object A and you. And then feel the distance between object A and you. So you might notice that it's about four and a half feet away from you and then feel the distance between object A and you. And then do the same thing with B and then C. For those of you very practiced at this, it will take you probably just a couple of seconds. The reason you're doing this, of course, is because as you do this, your sense of where you are in space becomes somehow more clarified 
it becomes more present to you, you're more aware of it. And that's very important because, of course, we're in a space-time reality. The more precise you are about where you are in space, I'm not going to get into that right now, the easier it is for you to maintain stability on spirit level and to gather more strength on spirit level and speed. Okay? Good. Now bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line. And as you become aware of this space, inhaling and holding your breath at the top of your breath for a count of four. And then whenever you've completed that breath and exhaled all the air out of your lungs, holding your breath out for a count of five. And for those of you with a faster count, bringing your attention to your solar plexus which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. We're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and to become coherent. And as we wait for the mastermind to do that, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level and that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me exhale, or yawn, or sometimes even hum. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. And more and more, I'm working in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies. So, if you don't hear me working on you, please note that I am still working on you, it just happens to be in silence. Because for me to make physical noise when I'm in very high frequencies does not benefit you. It just lowers the frequency resonance. Okay? Good. And we're still waiting. And for those of you where if something I say really resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it can't possibly be you. It's likely yours. So I invite you to be open to that possibility and to examine it. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to keep our attention in the solar plexus and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And for those of you who are new, that question again is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And for those of you who have been doing this work for a while, you know where to go. So please go ahead and expand outwards. For those of you who are new, please imagine that that brilliance starts to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as that brilliance intensifies, it starts to expand outwards through all of your cells, through your organs, through your bone structure, and eventually out through your flesh, your muscles, radiating out through the pores of your skin. So this brilliance will bloom from the very center of your body all the way out through it, through the pores of your skin, 
into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Now please become very aware of or imagine the brilliance within the sphere. And as you become aware of this brilliance, please notice that the sphere will begin to either shake slightly or oscillate from side to side. For some of you, it may spin, and for some of you, it will remain still. And nothing is better than the other. Just notice if the sphere starts to move. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you imagine this space, I'm working with you on spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of what level you're at. So that this session is the most effective possible since it's coming from the highest resonating order. And because you can't yet come here on your own, you still need my help. This essentially will let you know where you can go. So you're in training to your future self. Good. So now please become aware of your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line in addition to your sternum, which is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. This first distortion pattern that we're going to remove, that we've already begun to remove, is fear of, discomfort with, or um, unease with even just the idea of the dead. Okay? We haven't actually gotten to the actual dead people yet, so just the idea of them. So let's release this. So this is, of course, a thought form. Yeah. And still in that same space. Of the sternum and the heart space. Releasing this next distortion pattern, which is right behind the other one, which is fear of or discomfort with the dead themselves. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And now bringing your attention from the roof palate of your mouth all the way down through the center line, through your throat, heart space, all the way down into your belly button. This is fear of or discomfort with death. Now, it doesn't have to be just human death. I just mean death. Okay, it could be of animals, uh, plants, uh, even things that are just rotting. So, death and decay, actually. All right. So, let's release this. Okay, it's for some of you, it's a distortion pattern of disgust. So this is all just part of the life cycle. Okay, so if we're polarized with this, then uh, it's really hard to um, be more in life because the death process is needed often in order for more life to be. So even, for example, with projects, you need to have something end before something begins typically. So the more resistance we are to death or decay, the more stagnant actually we we become. Okay. So releasing this. And resistance to this means we hang on to things more. It's harder for us to let go. Of things that no longer serve us. Alrighty? So it's helping with this. Bring your attention, please, from the center of your throat all the way down a center line to the very base of your sternum. So some of you are very aware of the heaviness of dead people, especially when you're in certain places in certain cities or in certain parts of the house, but you don't know what it is. So releasing this um, lack of clarity on what this heaviness is. And for the rest of you, there is a fear of the unseen. So we're just going to release this, or unease with, may not be fear.
Kom. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process and about three inches immediately beneath it towards your belly button. We're going to clear out, reset, and integrate your pain bodies. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.